Greetings, nerds. This is Being a Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Talk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like I'm on an extended 2021 where, like, the New Year hasn't hit me yet. Well, I'm just glad we were able, we were able to to record. I know you've had some uh, you've been caught up with like many people with uh, some of the travel woes that's that's hit the hit literally hit the planet. So I'm yeah, glad we were able. I've, yeah, I've been stuck in Reno for the past week after yeah. a week of being in Reno. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just great. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm gonna go home tomorrow. Fingers Fing- crossed. Fingers crossed for sure. Fingers crossed for sure. Yeah, but. yeah, and and that's kind of why we're we're really the last podcast on the planet to talk about Spider Man because <laughs> the weather we we had this all planned. I hope everyone knows we wanted to talk about it. Will went to see it. I had plans to see it, and then what happened? A snowstorm. And yeah. as much as I love Spidey and wanted to see this movie. I was not going to risk my life to go see it. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I did not want you to risk your life to go to go see it. I was like, no, oh, it's fine. We'll catch it. I, was like, I figured you catch it in Reno, and then we could, you know, then we could we could talk about it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But before we jump into that, th- we do have some interesting news. I don't know if this came up today or earlier this week, but the CW is up for sale. Yeah, yeah. This this broke like late last night. Uh, where I guess so the CW has been around I guess since like the mid aughts. Uh, it came about when I guess CBS and Warner Brothers, um, mer- you know, bought the old UPN right. from Paramount, and and so yeah, so they are looking to to sell sell the uh, the network to. Uh, potential bidders, and of course, I think the company that has is been sort of the front runner, at least that's out there right now, is uh, NextStar, which is owns like almost 200 television stations in the country. They're like the largest mm-hmm. one, and they're like the largest television station owner in the country, with and, and in big markets like New York, Los Angeles, Washington, etc. So, uh, yeah, this this is definitely big news that will have you know clearly has some impact and part of i think part of the reason why uh this sale is happening is because the cw just isn't profitable for cbs and and viacom anymore and, and warner brothers anymore so they're part of the reason is they, they used to have a deal at netflix and that deal expired i think about a year or so ago so oh. Yeah, so like a lot of the legacy CW shows like The Flash and Smallville and, and All America and all some of those others, um, you know, they'll still show up on Netflix, but it's just, beca- you know, based off of that old deal. Right. Uh, and so, you know, so all the new shows like that's coming out, like Walker and Naomi, which starts and Superman and Lois, Batwoman. Well, actually, Batwoman is an odd one because I think it came right around the end of the deal. So like. All those things are like many of those properties are will go to like the to producing network, which you know, like the aforementioned ones, like Batwoman, Superman, Lois, Naomi will probably end up on HBO Max when it goes to streaming, and they have been going to streaming there. And then Walker, of course, I think goes to Par- no show probably show up on Paramount Plus because that's you know by Viacom. So yeah, so it it 
definitely something that's going to happen. You know, what will happen with the uh, new ownership whenever they do take over? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, clearly they will probably change some of the focus of the network. So the, the CW as we know it will probably be coming to an end here in the, in the near future. Well, it, it kind of came to an end in 2019. Yeah. I don't know. Ever, ever since, I, I like some of the stuff that's coming out of the CW, but I, I do feel that they got a bit stuck and mm-hmm. they weren't reinventing and um, and they just they just got tied to shows and and I think I I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens under the new management for sure show but I'm not I'm also not surprised yeah because the ratings for a lot of these shows they were fine they weren't anything spectacular though right and, right and the whole point about like the Netflix deal ending makes sense because for a long time all shows wanted to do was make it to five seasons because that's when syndication and now streaming services is basically syndication. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you want you want that you like I was I remember earlier this summer um, EW started to do these panels for mm. each season of the Vampire Diaries and I'm like what that show like ended. A while ago and then I was listening to some of them and they were talking about how a lot of fans discovered the show because it was on Netflix during Mm -hmm. COVID yeah and so so that's that's where syndication lives and how these shows even after they end can still have an audience um because because when when you're bored and trapped in Reno (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but to that point too i think that makes sense for like net next star too as far as you know there there of course a lot of these shows will you know clearly remain with either cbs viacom or or warner but there's a you know there is a cw seed which has a lot of content on it that's free uh that's you know this that's a, C, a streaming app and then some of the other shows that are, you know, that are being produced by the network that may still be able to stay on there. You know, it'll give the new organization you know, clearly clear opportunities to to, you know, have a have, have built in programming already in place. And then, and, and, you know, you're talking about ratings and clearly a lot of those shows that probably if they had been on say Fox or some other network would, 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 would not have made it to season two, let alone even, right. probably, even, even past the mid season uh, pickup point uh, because right. of just the ratings. So, uh, so, you know, some of those struggling shows that still get new, get renewed on CW as it currently exists uh, may not have that uh, long, uh, long rope that you know with with a new ownership group so yeah it's it's definitely a a game-changing thing for 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 this network and and um it'll be interesting to see how uh how it proceeds and uh what programs remain on there and which ones will you know go to you know maybe end up on hbo max or paramount plus or or some other uh, you know the parent company um platforms yeah, and hopefully by the time that is all figured out, Morbius will at least have been in theaters. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, hopefully. Hopefully. This movie that nobody wanted and that we've seen multiple trailers for 
and that for some reason just keeps getting pushed back, pushed back, mm-hmm. pushed back. Um, which is weird because of the success Spider-Man has had. Like, yeah, yeah. why, why aren't you shooting? Like, what, what's happening here? <laughs> exactly. Is it really that bad? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. You guys it's... released Venom, so how bad can it be? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This movie is getting into like New Mutants territory. I think it actually, I think the, I think it actually surpassed the number of times New Mutants got moved. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It's, and so now it's April. Yeah, April or one. Or is that like some weird April? Oh, hey, April Fool's joke. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the current date. But like everything right now with the Omicron, you know, everything is just getting canceled or moved around or production's ending. I saw where uh, Star Trek Picard today. Actually, I think had about 50 cases on set. So they've been to production and some other shows. And of course, Broadway was, you know, doing so earlier. Uh, the Super Bowl is going to remain in Los Angeles, apparently, though. Because yeah. there was some, yeah, there was some questions about whether or not the NFL was going to move it to Dallas. But, uh, uh, but wow. I, I did see a story that uh, it, it is going to to, to remain in L- LA for right now. And nobody is allowed to go. Exactly. Probably not. Just like how the Grammys <laughs> got like indefinitely postponed. I saw yeah. that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some. There's a lot of weird stuff happening, and it just is this weird reminder that yeah, it's 2022, and you know what, folks, this whole pandemic is not over. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 like we're now two years away from further away from 2020, and yet. 2020 continues <laughs> yeah <laughs> i kind of a gallows humor is like it's it's the sequel no one asked for <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um i don't know like do you want to talk about spider-man or cobra kai first uh let's do spider-man first do spider-man okay all right um so so what were you what were your thoughts on it so you know i've I was able to watch it. I watched it twice. Uh, and first time I watched it, I, I came out of it, the theater with it being loving it. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I was, um, didn't think it exceeded spider verse, but mm-hmm. it was, but it was damn close, but I, it was very close. It was like one, one, a kind of deal for me. Uh, I did feel like, as far as MCU Marvel films, I felt like it for me at least for at least my list as of as of when I first watched it. I guess that was I guess December nineteenth or twentieth. It was like in my top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still you know, and then after watching it the second time, I pretty much reinforced my at my gut reaction. Uh, I did not have any kind of drop off even though i knew like what was coming and right. all the twists and turns and surprises and you know toby and andrew really showing up and 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 all i still felt uh all, all those surprises and i just and, and also just being in a the theater like one of these event movies when everyone in the audience gasped whenever certain things happen because you know it reminded me as i was watching it not everyone's like you and me who like follow this stuff closely you know, right. a lot of a lot of people just go into these things cold and 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 not knowing about the the leaked photos that John Campia put out and all that kind of stuff. And I saw those photos, but it's still, but even even with that, 
it did not whenever andrew first showed up on the screen i still had that big goofy nerd grin because i was like because it just worked and and yeah and so because i you know prior to the film you and i both talked like how are they going to you know we heard the rumors how if it if it does end up happening how are they going to do it we we didn't just hear the rumors there were two what felt as though two years of speculation about what was going to happen in far no way home Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the headlines wouldn't stop yeah yeah exactly (laughs) it got it got very annoying (laughs) yeah so it's just it it was ridiculous but um yeah but what you were saying yeah what were your initial thoughts my initial thoughts um this is a great movie it's just a good movie i mean Mm -hmm. the the trailers i still i still think they give way too much Mm -hmm. um I I don't like how you had that line in that second trailer about the villains all having been ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of the stuff that was happening in the beginning, I was like, okay, I get what they're doing. Um, and then I wasn't surprised. Like, even though I, I, I kind of, I guess maybe it's because I saw it a bit later than everyone else that I kind of had this idea, okay, they're going to be in the movie. Yeah. Um, but the biggest surprise and the thing that I'm glad there was no indication was, was there, there were actually a few things, okay. um, just how badass the green goblin was. Yes. <laughs> the green goblin Spider-Man fights is some of the best choreography fight choreography I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, both the first and second fight, I was just like, wow. Yeah. Also. When did Green Goblin get stu- super strength? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. When did that happen? Um, maybe I need to rewatch the first movie. But yeah. it, it was definitely that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, obviously, obviously, the the crown jewel and why this movie works is that they they killed May. Yeah, that was Aunt, my Aunt yep. May. Yep, that was like, my yeah. Woo, did not see that coming. And when it happened and and why and and we were talking about this i think before with some of the trailers is that the tom holland spider-man saga has been good it's been solid mm-hmm. but but and and you know i love to refer to this episode of what if the spider-man episode of what if is really yep. the zombie episode mm-hmm. and and as soon as aunt may died i was like this is now spider-man like like we we finally have it because we he he we yes tony died Mm -hmm. but tony also died in a different movie he was he he was kind of this figure over not overshadowing but it, it, it just it's not the same as having a character like an uncle ben or a gwen stacy um, and, and unfortunately we never really see uncle Ben, he always gets killed yeah. in the first movie. Right. Um, but it was such a smart decision to, to y- use aunt May because nobody would expect that, No. but for it to make sense because you needed that loss that could be also felt by viewers, mm-hmm. um, to really 
make us understand who this character is. And then like the, the sacrifice at the end of it was just beautiful. So. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of you whenever I, when the first time I watched the film, it was so hard not to say anything to you. Right. right. <laughs> because I was like, oh, because one, I know obviously I, I, I honored my commitment. I didn't say anything to you at all about the film. He, did. he was very good. Yeah, and 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 but that May moment, I I thought about our discussion immediately when it happened. I I mean, I choked up in the theater because it was just like because it one Holland just sold it so right. well. I mean, give the man give the man an Oscar type level, you know, mm-hmm. whenever he type of type of performance there. And I'm not trying to be. I'm not merely being you know speaking hyperbole. I mean, I, I think I you know, you know. Because I, you know, I, I could, you know, I started thinking about my losses and 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 and, and that scene and and just like and and how Marissa Tomei as well. I mean, she, you know, how well, you know, she, you, you were thinking like, okay, um, maybe she's gonna be okay, but then you realize like, oh, Goblin, like that that the got the glider got her, right. and 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 we're not gonna have the ending and 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 like you said. Turn in the you know moment that we've all known about Spider-Man in Uncle Ben loss, but you know switching it now to May and given that, and you're so right about we've grown, we've gotten to know Aunt May through the two films as well as um, you know I think wasn't she was, did we see her in any other other properties or was just a, a I think she might have accompanied Peter to Tony's memorial in Endgame. Endgame I yes, think she might have. Yeah, yeah I think you're there. right. I think but, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But, it was really just the three movies where I mean she's just a she's an archetype character. Like mm-hmm. you have Peter Parker, you have Aunt May. Yeah. And and Ben dies. <laughs> Yeah, Ben like, dies. We all know that story. Supposed to die. Yeah, yeah. May's not exactly, exactly. And and just the reaction of that, and then of course the decision of uh, you know, at the end where you know where Peter and, and Happy are standing there at a grave, and just how that scene played out because you know he, he you know Peter standing there, you know knowing all the history there, but not only with May and Hot Happy, but may happy tony the the whole suit all you know all the things that happened it was just it was just such a emotional moment and you really like you said with the with the what if episode of with the zombie episode and and how you know the losses that peter had i mean it just really just really magnifies what spider-man's about yeah i think i mean to go back to your point about tom holland um, if RDJ can get an Oscar nom, didn't he get an Oscar nomination for Iron Man, or was it just Golden Globe? I think it was just Golden Globe. Okay, so if RDJ can get that, then Tom Holland should at least get a Golden Globe nomination yeah, for least. for his performance. Because you're you're the second person I've heard who have has experienced grief and loss, um, who who immediately watched his performance and said, "Yep, that's exactly what it is." Yeah. Um, and I fortunately have not had that experience, but um, I felt it. I didn't cry because, you know, I'm dead inside. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I, I, it worked. And um, to go back to 
to go back to Toby and Andrew, mm. the the thing them being brought in, I just I thought I thought was cool because in the trailers, um, there there is a line that that is so typical. The whole you can't be both the hero and Peter Parker simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we've we've had this discussion with all of the shows we've talked about, like the dual identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this movie, I think, does it perfectly. The whole I like in the background, just this whole thing about dual identity and what I what I what I liked about how they brought in was not just like, oh, I need to find Peter Parker. But the fact that Andrew was dressed up in the suit mm-hmm. when we meet him and Toby was just Peter Parker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that was brilliant. I was like, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that because they're not both in the suit. They're not both Peter Parker. And you can tell with like the little information we are given about what has happened to them since their last movie like andrew with the loss of gwen stacy he completely like spider-man takes over his whole identity and then i think toby is the opposite where he's he's found a balance but he almost leans more into just being peter parker because he's old he's very old Mm -hmm. um (laughs) <laughs> there it's go. like mid 40 spider-man peter yeah. peter t peter yeah. t <laughs> he's, gonna, he's got back issues he's gonna yep. even have worse back issues now but um i like that um i'm mad because um i was listening to other people react to the trailers and of course the whole andrew saving um saving mj moment was kind of like okay Okay, that's a bit. I get it. Okay, yeah, it's his yeah. redemption moment. Okay, so it didn't have that moment, but um, I, I like the chemistry. Yeah, I like that moment. I think the the thing with the Andrew moment is that we, any and I speculated that it was probably going to be that was probably going to be the case as well. Right. Um, and but I think it's just the 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 way the look on Andrew's face when he did save MJ was it's just something it was just you know it was conveyed that sense of like I I I, you know I don't want to say closure because I hate I hate when people say closure but it was like I was able I, I accomplished what I had intended to do before and right and it was it was like it was a more I guess it was more cathartic look of, of of whenever he he rescued mj in in this film um uh, so that you know now he can start to because we we you know there are some lines that he that he had in the film that really showed that after that loss with gwen he went down a real dark path and he yeah. was pro- and and he probably did some you know like at, sort of like thinking of like hawkeye and ronan it sounds like on, in his universe, he did some some really messed up shit <laughs> that he's probably going to have to, you know, he's going to have to come out of and, and 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 deal with. But I think that catharsis that he had of saving MJ really will open that door for him to 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 make amends and and come to peace with that loss and 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 hopefully get back on track to get that that balance that, like you said, 
when we first saw him. And I didn't, I didn't, I hadn't really thought about that, but you're right. Uh, when we first encounter Peter two and Peter three, they are, they are, like you said, Peter three is in his Spider-Man costume and, and Peter two is, is looks like a youth pastor. So yeah. 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 And I quote youth pastor for sure. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked I liked their banter. They mm-hmm. they had a good um, chemistry on screen. Um, and then uh, and speaking about chemistry, um, like the whole build of the MJ and Peter Parker dynamic mm-hmm. and romance um, has just been really good. And and because I like how now we can look back retrospectively as like these three movies all together, because initially they weren't even a thing really in the first movie. They weren't. Right. They weren't. Um, and then in the second movie we started noticing, and now the third movie. And granted, we all know they're together in real life, but but they they really worked. And um, Zendaya, Zendaya, she. Her her portrayal of MJ in this movie really worked, really mm-hmm. worked for me, um, and and it's a hard role to do because there's it's so easy to kind of not be that emotional core for the hero, um, and to just be the damsel in distress. Um, mm-hmm. But but she wasn't. She really walked that line. So yeah, yeah. Um, it was my yeah. Yeah, I think it was my of the three films. I think it's for me this one. This portrayal worked the best for me. Uh, yeah, I, but, I think, but she had to grow. Like, yeah. it makes sense of I, I, I again to go back to the May the May moment, and I think across the board why this movie works is because we've grown with virtually all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we have. Even and Flash, so, yeah. <laughs> even even Flash, like you're you're, and and that's kind of the point, I guess, of why they they said, yeah, we're gonna, we know everybody doesn't want this, but we are gonna start with Peter Parker in high school, mm-hmm. um, um, because there's a lot of growth that happens, and if you look at the three movies, you can't have No Way Home without having the first two. Yeah. Um, which which is another thing that I think is a rarity, especially in trilogies, um, um, because I don't think one is magnificently like less than the others. I think they they work, but they work really well together. Yeah. figure they do. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Spider Man doesn't know how to how to be on a team, but yeah. <laughs> what what were your thoughts about Green Goblin? I you know. I really, really enjoy Willem Dafoe's portrayal of Green Goblin because, you know, one, they, just the in-universe, like, acknowledgement that this damn mask just doesn't work. And he crushes it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and but, but, but it's just the, the things that, that happened, that it was not only the verbal things, but the nonverbal things. Like, whenever he is at the uh, mission with Aunt May and and May and Peter are talking, and you know the, the box of donuts, uh, yeah. where he's like you know take you know taking the, the donuts and stuff, and th- th- all those little nonverbal cues were really like gave such greater depth to to him as a villain, 
that I don't recall. I mean, that yes, they were there some in 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 the original the Ram, the Ramy film, but I you know, but he does. I mean, but this performance and this this version of the the, the Green Goblin actually it pops a whole heck of a lot more. And I think over time I will remember this version that we saw in, in, in No Way Home a whole heck of a lot more than some of the moments that I saw in the uh, the, the Raimi version uh, back in the day. Yeah. I, I, it, it is amazing to me how I, I think a lot, in a lot of these Spider-Man movies, the villains have been the weak parts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, Sandman. They, yeah, they 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 haven't really done what they were supposed to do, um, and yet and yet this movie in one movie they kind of fixed all of the issues or at least yeah. addressed the issues viewers had. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, like Sandman, for example. I mean, I I mean, I I was like, oh yeah, Sand. I mean, they actually made him interesting. In this yeah, film. Uh, they they made them interesting and. Um, and and at the core, they're still like this goofy villain and everything. But now they're in present day, and mm-hmm. and and I'm sure other reactors have articulated this better. But I I think that um, overall, why this movie works so well is because just the characters' interactions yeah. um, mm-hmm. and just it it felt right. Everything. I I can't think of any point that was wasted. Like I don't right. think there was a sequence. It's a long movie, but to it was. me, I was like, "Oh, it's over." Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I remember different. the the freeway fight. I was like, "We're here already." <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> this is still the first act. What's happening? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know some reactors were were had some issue with some how things started out with the film as far as the reveal and, and, you know, Peter and, and MJ when it get back no to their sense. park. Yeah. Which makes no sense because you, well, I guess, yeah, that apartment thing, but at the end of the day, you need all of that because that's what leads us to that sacrifice at the end of it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah, when I, I mean, it, it, you're right. I mean, there's never, I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect film, but this, this comes pretty damn pretty close. I mean, this, there were overall, this was a very solid film. I think what I, it, it definitely was the culmination of the, the three different Spider Men and their yeah. legacies. And, you know, I think uh, clearly Andrew Garfield has had his moment you know really had his moment to shine and i know i was reading a thing where today he said he actually improvised the, the line i love you guys you know the brothers thing and you know that yeah and and that, and that was that was sold i mean i i felt like as you know having watched the original trilogy andrew's two films which you know i even said i mean i i, could, I barely remember the amazing spider-man 2 <laughs> and mm-hmm. And 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 now Tom's trilogy. I mean, it really, you know, we it pulled it all together. We had our we had our pointing Spider-Man moment, you know, a couple times in the film. The first time in the lab, which I thought was beautiful. That that's the first time they did it. Yeah. You know, the 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 meme was like, yes, you know, I, you know, 
I, I, I like cracked up as soon as I, you know, saw it because I was like, we found it, we got it. And, and, you know, the little beat, the little moments with Ned and, and you know, as far as, you know, with the hobgoblin and, you know, it, it, with, you know, where it referenced uh, Harry Osborn. Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange. I mean, yeah, we haven't even talked about Strange and, 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 um, you know, the, the, the fault, his, his, Role in, in, in all of this and you know go Scooby Doo the shit and I mean this I mean it, it, and 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 you know also thinking about to to Wong it being a Sorcerer Supreme now and right. thinking about you know how that makes sense the little bit we saw of Wong and and, and Shang Chi uh, how that how that all ties into to you know what's to come so I mean it, you know so not only did it not only did it the story bringing into this particular story of arc of Peter, but, but obviously like all these Marvel films, uh, it's just springboards for, for so many thing, additional things in, in state and in, in, in phase four of the MCU on the Disney side. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. A lot of these Spider-Man movies, if we look back at it, the, the big criticism is that like Batman Robin criticism of, okay, how many villains do you need? Mm-hmm. Well, no way home kind of shows. Okay. For every two villains, you must have one hero. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. e- Equal it out. And then suddenly it works. Um, and another thought that I had was just to end it is like wonder Warner brothers. I would be really mad right now because, I know this whole Flash thing mm-hmm. is about the Flash, but you got multiple Batman. I don't think they're going to be able to do with those Batman what No Way Home does with Spider-Man. Yeah, they they won't be. Well, according to Grace Randolph, they're like completely changing the thing anyway. So, uh, well, you know, it's it's DC and Warner Brothers, so I'm not yeah. surprised by that. Yeah. And and I, you know, we were talking right before seeing the movie. Um about tom saying like this is the end of the trilogy mm-hmm. um and and it makes so much sense why he yep. would say that because it, it is it's the end yep. of this trilogy but yep. that black goo that black goo where black... we could get we could get the venom trilogy that we actually do want <laughs> yep we could get that and then and but yeah you're right we can definitely get that venom trilogy and the other thing, you know, this is my last thought on it was it, the, the the other thing that I think really dropped, drove the film home for me was how it ended with not the end trailers and stuff, but not in the goo. But we see Peter where we we where we, we the film ends where many fans meet him in that little dinky apartment off yep. near Rockefeller Center. And he has the original that, that that original red and blue costume. Yep. And I just yeah I, I just clapped when that moment happened in the in the theater because that's like that's where we, that's where we meet him. I mean that's when you think of Spider Man that's you know that's where many fans first encountered him thinking about the cartoon or the comic book or wherever. So. Yep, definitely, definitely, and we will meet him again because if Sony screws up this, I will never watch a Sony movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. That's the highest gross film ever. They're like, we ain't messing this up, y'all. <laughs> I 
well, Sony never surprises me. Uh. Yeah, Amy Pascal. Amy, pa- yeah, just Amy. Well, it's, yeah, Amy Pascal. You know, she may have to throw another sandwich to Kevin Feige, but you know, I'm sure they'll they'll he will not he will make sure that they don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just make sure Venom is a trilogy and not just one movie, okay? Yeah. Um. All right. And on that note, we're gonna move over to the. Cobra Kai season four discussion where I just talk about how much I continue to despise Sam as a character. And... <laughs> uh, not a brother. Uh, I mean, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, her, <laughs> see, for some reason he, he, yeah, pretty, pretty bad, but, but she just continues to be like, I'm like, really, really? I, I don't, I don't understand why they, they make her, act all tough in one scene and then like a angel princess in the other it's so annoying um i will say though overall i thought season four is better than season three yeah um by a long shot Mm -hmm. um i i think the everything they there wasn't a lot of wasted time i thought there was a lot of wasted time in season three um and i did not see the ending coming um But I wasn't, I was, I was like, okay, I, I see what you did there. Very clever. Um, now, which, yeah. which, in, which ending uh, with. Um, uh, the one this? with Crease. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was, I, I, I like the way that in that, that occurred because you're right. This, this, this season was very tight as far as storytelling, you know, with mm-hmm. this series. Um you know, one thing I think since season one, you just sort of have to walk into uh, Cobra Kai, suspend your dis. They have a, by this point, and if you're if you've made it to season four with this series, they have they have the built-in assumption that you have suspended all disbelief way back in the in, in season one <laughs> with right. the way, with the way that the kids do the karate. So that being said. Uh, this you're right. I agree with you. This season definitely uh, was definitely much better than three. Uh, heck, I like. I got back from my holiday vacation like Saturday after evening. Started it. Next thing I it was like started at nine. Next thing I looked up it was like one. And I was like crap. I gotta go to bed because I just you know it was really this season really sucked me in and, and I was just like I, I finally I just had to like stop because I needed to get some sleep. <laughs> Because it was really, it, I it felt like it was a lot of really strong momentum that built in, in, in each episode. And, you know, because we've been, and, and what's great about this series to me is, yes, they, the, the evolution of the story. Mm-hmm. And because, and I, I was reading, I think, uh, where uh, the actor who plays Crease uh, was talking about how uh, he, whenever he, learned that they were bringing in silver he was he was kind of like wait a minute you know i'm i'm the villain you know right. uh, and right. but 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 it was necessary because i mean i guess going back to karate kid 3 i mean the reason why martin Coe couldn't do it the first time around is because he would commit it to another film and they wouldn't let him film the third movie mm-hmm. so that's why they brought in um uh, thomas ian griffith to play to play uh, silver and but I'm gl- but you know fast forward to present day that's why 
that's what I liked about this series is they're not just yes they're rehashed the rivalry and all that stuff is getting rehashed but they're bringing in all these characters and this, this and really expanding on this universe and 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 really adding depth to the characters. That. Right, right. You're, the the reason why season one works so well is because it's just on this premise. No, Johnny's the good guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> With all of his faults. He's actually the protagonist in the story. Mm-hmm. Danny's the semi, like the anti-villain um, person who, who you 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 have to have Danny in Karate Kid, of course. Yeah. Um. But but it really because because there was all that conversation about how no Johnny's actually the hero in mm-hmm. Karate Kid. If you if you look, and it's all perspective, and so. The fact that they were able to do that with bringing in this other sensei and 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 at, by the end of it, having Kreese also try to almost change the the same way that Danny and Johnny were getting getting in their own way with how mm-hmm. they were training the kids, Kreese recognized he was doing the same thing and and then you see, oh, okay, well, if you're not going to be the villain, then I'll be the villain of this yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, it, and it was funny because I was wondering, I'm like, wow, you're bringing back Stingray? Yeah. And then he gets be- beat up, and, and then you, you, but you forget about it. They, the, yeah. the timing of that whole thing was done very well, where by the time you get to it, so much has come, happened that you forgot that he woke up from a coma at the very right. beginning of the episode. So. And then you're like, okay, I see, I see what's going on here. Smart. Very, um, yeah. Miguel's departure. Hmm. Okay, I got, I got a few thoughts about Miguel. All right, let's, let's, let's hear them. I, I love this actor. I do. I'm very excited for Blue Beetle. I'm very excited. Yeah. Is it just me or did he put on some weight? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, interesting. This is weird. Yeah, but. Oh. He he also just looks tired. Yeah. He looks tired the entire season where I'm just thinking, dude, you are so checked out. You are so ready to move on to Blue Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> if he's he's weary. He he's weary of having to deal with, with this the well but you know it's interesting you say you look checked out and look weary, but I think that was to looking at the story and where he you know he ends up and, and does have the injury during the All Valley tournament? That that weariness was he was just tired of this this back and forth between Cobra Kai and Eagle Thing and Miyagi Do. I mean, I, I think he, I think he it, that I think it was as much. I don't know if it was intentional or weariness or, or weariness, but. It, but I think the fact that you picked up on that, I think that was explains why he that whenever the moment came, he was like, you know, he had that he had that moment where he's like, who am I fighting for? Well, yeah, I I mean that you you we saw that coming the moment mm. like he him and Johnny Johnny after being beat up mm-hmm. um is like is like thanks Robbie or whatever he said about Robbie and like like Miguel that's what broke everything for Miguel and 
And and now, of course, I'm just curious, does this mean we're not going to see Miguel until the end of next season? And then we're going to get the reveal about who the father is? Please don't let it be Danny. That would be it's, really weird. No, no. I think that I think that sounds like that would be very weird. I think that that, I think, yeah, I think if, if I recall Miguel's mother, I think the guy sounds like he's a drug lord or something, so... Because you know you gotta have you gotta have some you know again we're talking this a series where you have to suspend all have all complete suspension of disbelief. So Miguel's right, dad, but he's gonna be, be like this. Someone from the franchise, though. It's gotta true. be someone from the franchise. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I I can't remember. I don't think I didn't see the Hillary Swank Burt movie one, so I I can't. You know, so. Maybe yeah, it has to be. Some, you're right though. It will be someone from the franchise, but I just don't know who because I just don't. I just can't remember all those side characters. <laughs> Which is fine. I yeah. mean, it just the way they they had that moment at the end. I'm like, okay, it's going to be someone from the franchise. We just don't know who yet. This kid has to go and shoot a superhero movie, so I don't yeah. think we're going to see him. Which, well, which I think is, they're season. They're actually they're filming. Well, yeah, but he's that well. Yeah, I think they're see- they're filming season five now. But I did see where he was talking about trying on the blue beetle suit. So yeah, you're right. I don't know if students' shooting schedules will will will, will sync up. Yeah, um, I I I liked Eli surprised me. Yeah. Um, this season I liked at the end allowing him to win. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew Tori would win. I was not expecting the whole cheating thing to have occurred. Yeah. Um, but I but I like I, I like what they're doing with her character. Um and um I, I, Robbie is just Robbie. <laughs> I have I have similar issues with Robbie character at this point as I do with Sam's character, where I'm just like, okay, <laughs> what what's happening here? Um yeah. Yeah, I don't who. Yeah, who? I don't know if I was watching. Maybe it was Christian Harloff's re, spoiler review of uh, Cobra Kai, or some, or maybe it was, I can't remember who it was, but someone, whatever review I was watching, compared Robbie and all this to to Star Wars, and you know the whole Anakin, then Luke, and uh, the the whole you know, arc that 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 we saw with with Luke and, and Anakin Skywalker, in particular Anakin Skywalker, you know, starting out good, go to the bad side, and then at the end, you know, now he's starting to see the light, and you know, we're seeing the same thing with Robbie, where he was like, started off good, got turned to the dark side, and then at the end, we're, we're seeing the redemption of Robbie. Uh, it, it, you know, he'll, of I course, he's going to think... go off to go off to Mexico with his dad to help, you know, try to find Miguel's father. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think Robbie needs to be redeemed for a lot. Yeah, he he kicked Miguel and Miguel's like that whole fight, but that fight wasn't instigated by Robbie. That was instigated by Sam. By Sam, Sam. yep. Root of all evil. Um so I just I I don't I don't really necessarily agree with that. Like he he he's got father issues. And so mm-hmm. to an extent there's a lot of father issues in Star Wars. Um, but I don't, I think he's always been good. He's just been, um, he, he's been kind of confused about, or not even confused. 
I mean, what does the kid have going for him? He's been kicked out of school. Yeah. And we don't see that he has a job. So, so my next question is, what does he do all day? He works at Cobra Kai. I mean, that's his job. <laughs> I guess he's and, he's and yeah. like, why why are not they not encouraging him to at least get his GED? I mean, right? Yeah. Well, let's see. So focused on this competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are the kids supposed to do after after well, the the whole competition? Yeah. Well, I think you know this. This is. And, you know, I think this this series shows how Gen Xers have basically fucked up the world because they're doing that now with the kids. <laughs> wow. Wow. You went there. Wow. <laughs> I, but when you think about it, I mean, you know, we have these 40 somethings all and, and, and you know, 60 somethings with Crease and and Silver. You know, so we get your baby boomers. You know, we got to get the boomers in there, too. You know, and, and they're self-absorbed like obsession over a, a a karate tournament and then they're like forcing it on you know forcing this issue on their kids all these kids who are you know to fight their battles it's like it's like the football you know i think about you know growing up and seeing like the the sports dad or mom who like you know didn't realize you know for you know force forcing their you know unrealized dreams or something on their kid to like, you know, excel in the football field or basketball court or whatever. Cause right. you, know, you know, it's that kind of dynamic and it's so toxic and we're right. seeing that kind of manifest in this show. And right. so, you know, and so, you know, so I think it's one of the things that, you know, I think they're, they're really holding up the mirror in the show in some regard. And it's like, you know, and now at least, at least now Johnny and Daniel are, are starting to see it. And they're trying to break that cycle. But I, I feel like every at the end of every season, they they start to see it and they come back together only for within the first three episodes them to be like, yeah, this will never work out. Yeah, yeah. That is it is like a part of the trope. <laughs> every season. Yeah. So I, I'm like, okay, well, they're saying it now because it works. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. who knows? I mean, yeah, yeah. do they... They don't seem to be learning too much. Yeah, um, true. It's not a lot of a lot of self accountability, and and I I I I was honestly thinking about how this season Danny's son is much more prevalent, and you see mm-hmm. how he's being a bully, um, mm-hmm. very much like his sister, which just makes me think this is genetic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the child psychologist even said, you two have interesting reactionary responses that your children have observed, and that's their whole thing. Yeah. Um, and so until Danny just admits, yeah, maybe he was mean to Johnny in high school. Too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how this, season, this series will end. But, yep. Danny will just say, yeah, I yeah, think I, I was the villain. Yep. Um, in at least Johnny's story. I mean, like we're all our own hero, um, Mm -hmm. but in somebody else's story, we we can be the villain. Um, So, but yeah, another another Cobra Kai season. Um, I I saw the numbers. This show isn't going anywhere anytime soon. No. Um, And and it's it's not bad. It's I like I like the December drops. Um, Yeah. So yeah. um, it's a good, it's a good kind of breeze 
to get through. Um, it is. Yeah. It is. Well, yeah. anything else, Will? No, I think, uh, like, yeah, like, as I said, I really enjoyed it. Got th- and, um, well, one other real quick little aside. I mean, it's not, not a big thing, but we, we saw uh, um, Sam went up to the the hills to see her friend, which we didn't, we, you know, she was, oh gosh, what's her name? I can't, the African-American girl. I can't remember because uh, she wasn't in season three at all. And everybody was like, where is she? And right. so, and so I, I like that they brought that back in and had her, you know, talk some sense into you know, Sam. Um and then, of course, um, you know, uh, the other big thing, I think, talk about growth and everything in, in, in the heroes um, of their own story. But I do think we really have seen a, a great evolution of Johnny over over the course of the four seasons. And and you're right. I mean, I think it, <laughs> I think to close my thoughts out, uh, we probably will see at the end that, you know, at the end of the day, Daniel was really the really the and all this <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe, maybe wasn't he wasn't as innocent as he was made out to be <laughs> yeah 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 um i i just that made me think of the line in the finale where where danny um tells sam like like no johnny's gonna coach you too mm-hmm. and and they're trying to convince her like she can do it both ways and and johnny's just like yeah your dad's right some of the time Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, nice. 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 All right. Well, on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W I L L M P O L K on Twitter. And you can find me at S J Belmont, S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website www.seenandnerdpodcast.com but most importantly rate follow and comment on apple Podcasts, spotify youtube google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts good night kick out you're welcome <laughs>